to the Baby Names Podcast. I'm Jennifer Moss. And I'm Mallory Moss Katz. And we're the founders of babynames.com. And we're sisters. Yep, we are. So Jennifer, how was your week? It was terrible. What? On Thursday, I woke up writhing in pain. My tooth was killing me. I mean, like worse than baby labor. And I had a 30-hour labor. So I went to the dentist. I had an emergency root canal, but now I'm fine. And I was worried about not being able to do the podcast, but I can talk. Yay. So in our first segment, we like to talk about names that we've come across in the past couple weeks. Um, There are two names that got my attention. And the first one is Ever, E-V-E-R. I noticed it first online in one of my podcast groups, a man named Ever Gonzalez. He's the founder of the Outlier Podcast Festival and host of the Outlier On Air podcast. And there's also an actress, female, named Ever Carradine, part of the famous actor Carradine family, son of Robert. And I think Ever is a cool word name, easy to spell, easy to pronounce. And it evokes immortality or like happily ever after. The second name is I met an eight-year-old boy this past week named Spirit. And that was a first. Uh, This is another cool name that works for either gender. You might think it's a little new agey, but you can also think of it as like strong spirit as in character. Those are my two word names of the week. Oh, I like them. Well, I have two very interesting names. One comes from my insurance agent. Her name is Jessery. It's spelled J-E-S-E-R-A-Y. Oh, I like that. Yeah. As you can hear, it kind of looks like Jersey, but it rhymes with Desiree. I think it's really pretty, and I'd never heard it before. Had you? No, it's probably a combination name of like Jesse and Desiree. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I like it. As far as boy names, one of my friends from middle school, Nancy, named her son Leonardo and calls him Leo for short. Leo is sort of stuck, and I have always loved that name. In fact, when I was a little kid, I started signing my school papers, Leo Moss. (laughs) I remember that. Because why? (laughs) I was the astrological sign Leo. I was always a strange little kid, I know, and I always marched to my own drummer. Yep. Anyway, so back to Leonardo. So Nancy's husband is an architect, so everyone always thinks they named him after Leonardo da Vinci, but not true. Then they think it's because of Leonardo DiCaprio. Nope. Yeah. But in reality, it is because they were running out of Italian names that weren't already used in her husband's family and both just loved the name Leonardo. So there you go. There you go. That's actually becoming a pretty popular name. And I wouldn't be surprised if it turned up in the top 10 in the next couple of years. And I do think that it has become popular because of DiCaprio. Maybe. We'll see. This episode is dedicated to the Social Security baby names list again. But we're going to start analyzing the different trends by U.S. state. Because each state kind of has its own personality. 
And I researched the southern states because there's such a strong culture. And I wanted to see if there were any differences in the baby name stats in the southern states as compared to the overall U.S. charts. So on the girls' side, I noticed that the name Kennedy, with both an, a Y and an I, is higher than on the total U.S. charts. And I say beware of this name. Why? Not because of the president, but because it literally translates to ugly head. <laughs> and, you know, we've gotten a lot of feedback about that. People are like, how dare you? Like as if we're making up the definitions of these names, which we're not. It kind of means ugly, misshapen head probably from a helmet or a hat or whatever, or maybe a birth defect, but that's what Kennedy translates to. So if you're okay with not caring about the meaning, then go ahead and name your daughter Kennedy. We see a little more journey with an EE at the end. In fact, a lot of EE spellings that um, are alternate spellings of Y or IE, and I see Chloe, the Kardashian spelling, hmm. um, which really wasn't a an alternate spelling of the C Chloe until you know she came onto the scene. There's a lot of Y N replacements, as in London with a Y N and Jordan with a Y N. The other thing I noticed on the girls' charts is Nevea, which is heaven spelled backwards. And that is more popular in the southern states, currently number 77 on the total U.S. list. Not one of my favorite names. I just don't understand that whole thing. Well, I can understand wanting a name that is reflective of heaven and it's just spelled differently and backwards. I think spelled backwards. I don't know. I think so. Nevaeh's kind but of But does pretty. that mean hell? No, I think Nevaeh's kind of pretty. I disagree with you. All right. A lot of times Nevaeh is misspelled backwards too. They'll spell it N E V E A H, which is haven backwards, but <laughs> Anyway, let's go to the boys list. I thought it was interesting that the name Messiah is number 100 in Mississippi. And overall in the U.S., it's 198. Wow. Now, in 2014, there was a big hullabaloo in Tennessee where a judge ordered a couple to rename a child that they had named Messiah Martin. But the judgment was later overturned, and the couple was able to keep the name. Now, the judge had originally stated that, quote, labeling this child Messiah places an undue burden on him that as a human being, he cannot fulfill, which I actually tend to agree with. And that's how I feel about all expectation names. How do you feel, Mel? Well, I am a little more flexible with expectation names, you know, like Heaven and Nevea, like we just spoke In about. Um, well, I'm not such a fan of Justice. And that's just because I'm not a big fan of noun names. Okay. Or... But what about Messiah? Don't you think that's putting an undue expectation on this child? I do agree. I don't like the names with titles. So I don't like Queen, Prince, okay. certainly not Messiah. Um, 
Because that does have, you know, kind of an undue burden. I do agree with that. Right. But I am more flexible than you are with expectations. I think the, um, what are they called? Not the sins, but the virtues. <laughs> no, the virtues. The virtues. I yeah. Okay. <laughs> the sins. Let's <laughs> name our children after the seven deadly sins. Not the sins, but the virtues. <laughs> You know, I think virtue names are okay in some situations. They can be kind of pretty. Now, on the boys' side, there's a lot more biblical names in the southern states and that pepper the boys' charts. And they're higher up in ranking, like Josiah and Ezekiel, Elijah, Jacob, Malachi, James and Judah, and even Christian. And probably due to a higher population of those who are Christian by faith and also a higher concentration of Hispanics who tend to use very Christian names, including Jesus, Emmanuel, Diego, and Mateo, which we've been seeing that's becoming more popular and is actually number four for Texas. I've also seen very masculine-driven names like Maverick, Axel, Remington, Hunter, Riker, Ryder, and King, a title mm-hmm. name, which is number 97 in Alabama. And that whole macho name thing is becoming a nationwide trend as well. And then finally, uh, the name Waylon. A popular Southern name is making its way into the top Southern 100 and is even 162 in U.S. boys overall. Hmm, interesting. Now, I noticed an anomaly in Mississippi, and that is the name Malaysia on the girls' charts. It's not in the top 100 for any other southern states. Not sure where that comes from, but Mississippi does have a high population of African Americans. And I talked with Cleveland Kent Evans, who is a national name expert. We're going to have him on the show in a future episode. And he said that Malaysia is a popular name in the African American culture. It would be really great if the social security list would publish by ethnicity because that would be fascinating, but I'm not sure that they gather that information. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Well, I'm going to look at coastal trends versus the Midwest. What we see mostly is that the West Coast, specifically California, tends to be somewhat more unusual and possibly predictive of the coming years when it comes to in comparison with the Middle West and other parts of the interior United States. In 2017, we certainly see many of the same names in the top. Noah and Emma are number one. Number two, however, are Sebastian and Mia. You see these names pretty high in the ranks across the country, but not as number two yet. Other interesting names in California are number eight, when we were talking about Mateo. Yeah. yeah. Um, because the high percentage of the Hispanic population, just right. like you were talking about. And number 10, which is Julian. Oh, I like that. Yeah, me too. In girls' names in California, I like number 19, which is Mila, but I'm not a fan of number 25, which is Genesis. It might be Mila, but like Mila Kunis. Oh, you she's be very right. popular. Or Mila, but I think the name itself, people are pronouncing it Mila. Oh, okay. Well, Mila or Mila, I'm a fan either way. Yeah, I like it. I also looked at Oregon. 
um, or Oregon, depending on where you are in the United States. <laughs> Oregon. Where we grew up, it was Oregon, but then we quickly learned to pronounce it Oregon. But they are more traditional there than California. The top few are the same more or less than the rest of the country with the names Oliver, Liam, Emma, and Olivia. They love their olive names there. Mm-hmm. But I thought boy number 21 was interesting, and that was Lincoln. Yeah, Lincoln. It's becoming hugely popular. For girls, I like seeing number 13, our grandma's name, Hazel. I love Hazel. (laughs) And our other grandma's name is pretty much on every list, too, Eleanor. Yeah. Number 24 is another pretty name, Nora. Nora was my college roommate, and she cannot believe that her name is coming back into style. She said when she was born, nobody else was Nora, and she is very Irish, and she and both her sisters have very Irish names. Oh, okay. I remember her. Yeah. Looking at the East Coast now, New York is more representative of the main U.S. list, Liam, Olivia, Noah, Emma, Emma are the top four. <laughs> um, Massachusetts names are more traditional and representative of the writers of the U.S. Constitution and U.S. presidents, which makes sense to me. Hmm. Girls' names are pretty much the same as the U.S. list, but I liked seeing Maya at number 28. I thought it was interesting when you looked at New Jersey, there were a lot more Italian names, such as Gianna at number 16, Camilla, which is on a lot of the lists at number 17. New Jersey does have a higher concentration of Italian Americans and so that would make sense that more Italian names are higher on the list in that state. Oh okay well now let's look at the Midwest. What we see the most is that the Midwest shows a bit of a lag behind the top 25 compared to the rest of the U.S. Mm. We see names that were on the U.S. list a decade or so ago still on the list such as Wyatt High up in number five in Iowa, Maverick is at number 24. We talked about Maverick as one of the tough guy names. Yeah. Oh, and haha, looky here, Leo is at number 18. Ooh, I told you. You did. Now the girls' names are also showing a little bit of lag with Natalie at number 19 and Chloe with a CH at number 22. Harper is number one, which has fallen in the U.S. list as well as the coastal list. And Cora is such a pretty name. I wanted to point that out at number 24. That's a Downton Abbey name. Yes, it is. That's a good point. So maybe ladies and gentlemen in Iowa having babies want to be like Downton Abbey. Correct. Another Midwest state, Indiana, also has the top four relatively reflective of the rest of the country with Oliver, Liam, Emma, and Olivia. Names more popular in past decades include Paisley at number 13, and we also see Wyatt again, but at number 14. Now, Illinois is interesting because it has both a rural Midwestern quality, but also a big influence of a city, Chicago. Yay! The top four, again, are reflective of the rest of the country. I'm sounding like Mm -hmm. a broken record. Noam, Liam, Olivia, and Emma. We've got Mateo at number 20, and we talked about Mm -hmm. that. But Jack is interesting at 25. For girls, I like number 21. It's Myla again. And number 22, which is Layla. Mila and Layla. I like those. Yeah, I do too. And the one that makes me laugh is Addison, which is number 20. And also one of my favorite streets in Chicago. Why is that, Jennifer? Because it's the location of Wrigley Field, home of the Chicago Cubs. Woo! 
So is Addison higher up in ranking in Illinois than it is on the national charts? It is, in fact. It is number 20 in Illinois and number 34, actually, in the U.S. charts. Awesome. Now, there's another regional naming convention that is specific to Utah and specifically the Utah Mormon community, and that is created names. I don't know if you know this, but very often in their community, they will combine the names of the father and the mother or create an altogether new name. Now, I spoke with a reporter in Idaho Falls, Idaho, and she said that that naming convention of created names is now spreading to the adjacent areas. Uh, As far as the top 100 charts, though, it's not so wacky. I see Daxton in there at 93 on the boys' side. That's a combo name. And Oakley, like the sunglasses, on the girls' side at 46. Now, If I were to name my daughter a combination name of me and her father, I guess it would be Jandy. Okay. So what about you? (laughs) Well, I think with my current husband, because we know I like to get married a lot, I would say Mason would be a boy. That's true. Okay. Mallory and Jason. For more information and to view the top names of states, go to the Social Security website, ssa.gov slash OACT, which is the Office of the Actuary slash Baby Names. All right. This week's show is brought to you by Town Red, the first in a series of mystery novels with a metaphysical twist. And you might just recognize the author, it's me, Published by Black Opal Books, the Town Red series is about a practical Chicago detective trying to solve a double murder when he meets an alluring psychic empath named Catherine. She draws him into her mystical world while he has to determine whether she's for real or if she's the real killer. Throughout this series, I do a lot of play on names, of course. So check it out if you want a great binge read. Town Red on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and even Audible.com. And now it's time for our favorite segment, the Celebrity Baby News. Pete Wentz and his partner, Megan Camper, had a baby girl and named her Marvel Jane. Ugh. Pete and Megan also have a three-year-old son, St. Laszlo. Terrible. And a nine-year-old son, Bronx Mowgli. Terrible. My stepson actually has a cat, Mowgli, and that's from the Jungle Book. Mm. Let's see. Bronx Mowgli is with ex-wife Ashley Simpson, and I guess so is St. Laszlo. You know... Mm. I'm starting to think that he's the one responsible for these baby names because I'm seeing a consistent thread. Yeah, right. I actually put Bronx Mowgli in my Huffington Post article, the 36 best and worst celebrity baby names of all time. Can you guess which side he was on? I bet it's not on the best. And I bet you're right. You can check out that article on the Huffington Post. Just look up Mallory Moss. That's right. Model Chrissy Teigen and her husband, singer John Legend, just welcomed their second child, a baby boy. They named him Miles Theodore Stevens. Uh, Legend's real name is John Rogers Stevens. 
The little guy joins big sister Luna. There's that name again. Yay! Who who is two years old. Can we just stop with the Luna trend already? I'm sorry if you have a daughter named Luna. I'm just trying to figure out where this comes from. Now there's an actress named Luna Blaze from the TV show Fresh Off the Boat, but not sure if that's her real name because she's a little older than the trend. Penelope Cruz and Javier Bardem chose the name for their baby girl in 2013, but I'm guessing it comes from Luna Lovegood from the Harry Potter series, but just stop already. Anyway, Miles is okay, although to me it sounds a little geeky. Sorry, I like me a little Luna, and I like Miles too. Okay. Alec Baldwin and his wife, Hilaria, welcomed their fourth child together, a baby boy named Romeo Alejandro David Baldwin. Let's see. What do I think of Romeo? (laughs) Mal's opinion of Romeo here, (laughs) our script says. I gotta think. I like Shakespearean names. I do. The most Shakespearean names are certainly Romeo and Juliet. Mm -hmm. I think the most common anyway. When it comes to the name Romeo, my problem is the phrase, oh, he's a little Romeo, makes it sound like the little boy is just out to get little girls to kiss him or something. And I've never really liked that. Correct. Because now it's used as more than just a name. It's used to indicate somebody who is always, you know, on the make. Flirting. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'm not a fan. Okay. Uh, Romeo joins little siblings Leonardo, 20 months old. There you go, Leo. Raphael, 2, and Carmen, 4. And Alex's daughter, Ireland, 22, from his previous marriage to Kim Basinger. Well, at least they're being consistent with Latin names. Probably a nod to her Spanish ancestry. So this is funny. Francesca Eastwood, daughter of Clint Eastwood and Frances Fisher, is expecting her first child with actor-trainer Alexander Wraith. Well, that's not the funny part, but I have a funny story about Francesca and her dad. For a short while, my daughter went to Waldorf School for second grade in Santa Monica, California. Francesca was one of her classmates. And one Saturday, they had a parents' day, and all the parents were there to visit the school and the classrooms, and there was a little picnic on the grounds. So I was standing in the hot dog line, that was back when I ate meat, and right behind me in the hot dog line is Clint Eastwood. I mean, talk about plotsing. I nearly had a heart attack. Miranda, on the other hand, was oblivious to everyone who was there. And basically, the campus was like every A-list Hollywood actor in me. But anyway, I transferred her to the local public school, and that turned out to be better for her. But we still laugh about her crazy Waldorf days. And she turned out to be just a great kid. She did. Yay for the public school system. Yay, public schools. So now it's time for our Baby Names Q&A, where we answer questions from you, our listeners. Well, here we go. Hi, Jennifer and Mallory. My husband and I just found out we are expecting our first baby. If it's a boy, I love the idea of naming him Frederick Lawrence after our dads. The problem is, I think Frederick is too big of a name for a little boy, and I can't think of a nickname. My dad already goes by Rick, and my cousin, it's a family name, goes by Fritz. 
Fred and Freddie is an option, but I don't love one-syllable first names with one-syllable last names. And I know my little boy wouldn't stay Freddie forever. What about Derek? Drop the fr or F-R-E. Is that a stretch? What are the other options? Thanks for your input, Corey Mudge. M-U-D-G-E. Yeah. Fred Mudge sounds a little clunky to me. It's a duplex name musically, one, two. Whatever nickname you choose, remember that Frederick will ultimately have the choice of what he wants to be called. You know, too bad Fritz is taken. That's one of our family names for a Fred, actually. But can't you still use it? Although Fritz Mudge sounds like a beauty product, like a mud mask. I don't know. I just can't think of anything else except red. But even red Mudge doesn't sound right. But I guess Derek is an option. But then why don't you just name him Derek to honor Frederick? I think it's more of a current name. I do like the name Derek, but I like it with two R's. I know yeah. that some people do one R, some people do two R's. What I don't like about Fritz is the natural nickname is going to be Fritzy when he's a little boy. Um, no, but I it's, just it's, they're thinking of Frederick with Fritz as the nickname. I know, but if there's a baby Fritz, it's going to be Fritzy. Fritzy, come over here. Mm. I think Freddie is the best choice. And actually, do know an adult named Freddie. And even if you do go with Fred, it works for me. Fred Mudge sounds like a CEO of a multinational corporation. The Mudge Corporation. I'm telling you, I'd buy some uh, You'd buy Fred Mudge? I'd buy Fred Mudge stock. I sure would. I think it sounds like a used car salesman. You can't say that. Why? That's my opinion, and we're no holds barred. All right. Well, I'm the good guy for once. I don't like Fred Mudge. I say go with Derek or Red. Red Mudge. Red Mudge? No. I guess we differ on that one. That's for sure. And here's our second question. Hi, just came across your podcast and I love it. Thank you. I am a single gay guy starting the surrogacy process. I'm starting to think of names for my future children and wondering what you gals think about boy names that end in S-O-N when my last name is Sun, S-U-N. For example, Ashton's son or Jackson's son. Is that too much for a double son in a name? I would love to get your thoughts. Best Owen son. Okay, well, this is my opinion. I think that you cannot do the S-O-N with the S-U-N. So I think the Jackson sound... So Jackson, Maxson, whatever, son, son is out. Harrison? Harrison's son. Yeah, because it, like, it sounds like the names are going running into each other. So I think that that doesn't sound right. It sounds like you're repeating yourself. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like you're repeating yourself. I do like the sound, actually, of Ashton son. Ashton son. You know, if you can get to in the emphasis to be on the right syllable. Correct. Um, in that regard, it works for me. I think in the long run, you probably are going to be better off picking a name that's completely different. Well, I think a T-O-N 
name like Ashton, Remington. I don't think that has any clash with the last name and I think that's a good compromise. So instead of using an S-O-N name, use a T-O-N name like he had, you know, said Ashton son, especially because you don't pronounce it Ashton. You say tin, at least yeah. in the U.S. So it, it's not repetitive. It's not rhymey. Ashton, Remington, Carrington, you know. So I would say use the T-O-N with your surname. And the T-O-N represents a town that you come from or it used to represent a town that a family came from rather than son meaning son of. Jennifer, I think you're on to something, actually. I think that I'm not a fan of Carrington, but I really like the name Remington's son. I think that sounds really good, and they could call him yeah. Remy for short. Yeah, I like that. I, I think you've just named his baby. Good job. I think I have. Best of luck, Owen. Good job, Owen. We'll, we'll be rooting for you. So that's our show. Look up your baby names by state and let us know if you see anything interesting or if you have any friends who have interesting baby names. But more importantly, if you want to ask us a question with your own voice and have it be played on the air, you can call our message line. The number is 702 848 5510. That's 702 848 5510. We want to hear from you. Yeah, we do. The next show is all about our survey results. We have over 200,000 people responding to our surveys online, and we're going to share with you our cool statistics and information that we've gleaned from these surveys, including a survey of if names affect who you date. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, Mal, that's it for this episode. Any interesting plans this week? Um, I'm working this week, but next week I'm going to go see my daughter, a Fulbright scholar, graduate from college, and I am so excited. Congratulations. That's awesome. Go, Ronnie. So congratulations, Ronnie. I wish you all the best in Austria next year. That's right. Very cool. I think I'm going to have to go visit her. I am visiting her, so there. I'll go with you. So there. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Trouble heads to Austria. (laughs) We could do a Baby Names episode there. That would be so cool. The Baby Names podcast on the road in Austria. We can get Arnold to visit us. Okay, that's not how they sound in Austria, A. (laughs) B, Arnold lives in California. Okay. All right. I love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.